What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at bbmglobalnetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Both Sides of the Prescription with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. Both Sides of the Prescription brings together Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron to discuss pertinent medical issues from both an alternative and traditional medicine perspective. So now, please welcome the hosts of Both Sides of the Prescription, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. everybody and welcome to this episode of both sides of the prescription on bbm global network and tune in radio we are your host dr megan kirschling and i am here with dr ron kirschling we are going to talk tonight about stress uh we're going to talk about how it affects our lives and what we can do to help manage stress both in health and wellness and in the disease process so very important conversation to have but first let me tell you a little bit more about myself so I am Dr. Megan Kirschling, and I've been trained in both allopathic and alternative medicine. Um, I work as both a nurse practitioner and a chiropractor in Minnesota. And from all my years of clinical practice and being in both the alternative and allopathic world, I have realized that we need to truly explore both sides of medicine for the good of our patients and the people that we take care of. I've also learned that the majority of providers aren't out there aren't doing this and they're not having the conversations that are needed in order to really explore both sides of medicine. So I've decided that it would be a good idea to have these conversations, to have them so that you guys can listen to them and understand both sides. And I thought, who better to have these conversations with than my father, Dr. Ron Kirschling. Good evening, Megan. Well, to just give a little background on myself, I am a traditionally trained medical physician. I've been in clinical practice for now over 30 years. My basic training was in internal medicine, but I've done specialty training in medical oncology, hematology, and palliative medicine. Uh, I deal every day with a patient population that has a very high interest in complementary therapies, nutrition, and alternative therapies. Uh, I've had the opportunity and pleasure to follow Megan in her path from traditional nursing to nutritional chiropractic to uh, traditional uh, certified nurse practitionership in women's health. Uh, she has shown me a passion for discovery and has allowed me to partially share with her in this process and introduce me even to new medical specialties such as functional medicine. 
I think we both share a desire for inclusiveness and caring for patients. And to me, this show is not meant as a statement of certainty, but as a venue to bring uh, topics of interest for examination. So with that, Megan, um, let's get topic, let's get started with the topic for tonight. Well, I think this is a topic that everybody can relate to um, as we sort of dive into the world of stress. And so I guess I would like to start out by seeing what you sort of think this plays. I know when you're dealing with people during a very stressful part of their lives and the cancer diagnosis and cancer treatment, uh, where you sort of see this playing into the whole health and wellness realm. Well, probably being even a little more specific, Megan, to the topic tonight. Um, I know we were. I know we were interested in focusing this on adrenal stress. It, it is interesting to me because when I started my medical training, uh, the me- the medical school training that I received looked at the different complex pathways in the body. One of them obviously being uh, the pathway that includes the function of the adrenal gland. But at that point, um, our feeling really was is that these complex systems really ran in parallel to each other. Now, I think we found that actually the the opposite is true and that there there are many important interconnections between these systems. When I trained, uh, you know, we talked about diseases of the adrenal gland. We talked about underfunction or overfunction, but it really was in the context of very specific illnesses. And I think what has changed or evolved is that as we've understood these interconnections between all of our pathways that provide the balance in our body or, or what we call homeostasis, is that in fact, the adrenal gland uh, is probably uh, important not just for specific diseases of the adrenal gland, but also for its function in a in a setting uh, in which the person is, for some reason, considered under stress. And I think that's a, a whole different adaptation to think of it in that uh, in that kind of light. And I'm, I'm very interesting to kind of delve in the, delve into this uh, tonight because this is really a bit of a new avenue for me. As I said, in traditional medicine, uh, we would we would probably rarely talk about cancer patients and the adrenal gland because we sort of think of the adrenal gland as having its own set of problems. But what you're speaking about, Megan, and I and I think is interesting is the possibility that we have to look at a cancer patient being under the physical and emotional and spiritual stress of the cancer, and uh, how the adrenal gland function might interact with that. Well, and I think that that's great, sort of segue into the information because it is true, and it's good to sort of decipher that, you know. Uh, I think that when you look at traditional medicine and you look at pathology or the study of disease and you look at diseases in themselves, that, you know, we sort of looked at it as, uh, you know, things are either diseased or they're good. There's one or the other. You know, you either had a disease or you were healthy and okay. But there is a huge spectrum 
for the adrenal glands. And it really has to do with the stress level of the individual. And there's a lot of people going around with different levels of stress and fatigue and even adrenal exhaustion that don't have adrenal disease. So a lot of these people then go under the radar of traditional medicine because there's not a pathology and, you know, there's not an adrenal tumor um, or other things like that, that then can be necessarily um, diagnosed in traditional medicine. But there's a lot of people walking along on the spectrum uh, that have a lot of adrenal stress and fatigue and exhaustion. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about tonight. So I think that that's a good point to sort of look at where we're going and what we've noticed with the stress and stress response in those adrenal glands. So Megan, just so we don't start um, too far into this subject, uh, maybe you could speak a little bit about what we mean when we say adrenal gland. So the adrenal glands are two glands. You have them um, and they actually sit on the kidneys and they are responsible um, for various actually tasks in our body. So um, they help to regulate our sex hormones. They help to regulate salt um, and they help to regulate sugar and stress. So they're sort of, you know, considered this and uh, responsible for the S function. So sugar, salt, sex, and stress. And where we really look at it is their role in stress. And when we need it for an acute situation, they can release adrenaline and epinephrine. And when we need it for chronic conditions, they can release something called cortisol. So we're going to talk a lot more about that. But because they are um, a regulator of everything else, that they also play a role in hormones and the hormone system or the endocrine system. So they play a very important role then in uh, even the regulation then of hormones, um, blood sugar and those different components and just overall that homeostasis and balance or regulation in life. So they're very important then for health and wellness. And when we talk about adrenal stress, you're really, Megan, talking about various forms of stress that the human body might experience that the adrenal gland has to react to. Right, exactly. And we're going to really dive into uh, the effect then that long-term stress, because that's what a lot of us are walking around um, with, is this long-term chronic stress and then how that can fatigue the adrenals and then what we can do, because that's so important too. You know, I don't want to have just a doom and gloom conversation. Uh, we want to talk then about how we can manage this because this too keeps us on alert, keeps us healthy um, and keeps us, you know, really vibrant and for, full of vitality. The healthy, the healthiest that um, our adrenal glands are is really going to then relate to health and wellness overall. So lots to talk about, but I think it's a very important conversation and one that we're really going to break down. So join us on the other side of this commercial break as we tackle what exactly you know it means to be in adrenal stress, how that affects health and wellness, and then what we can do in order to promote optimal adrenal uh, health throughout your whole lifetime. So join us on the other side and we'll see you after this commercial break. Dr. Rob Moyer is the director of the Ocean River Institute and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant affecting our oceans, altering ocean ecosystems and contributing to global warming. The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. Partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, 
The Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. You may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. Frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Welcome back, everybody, to Both Sides of the Prescription on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. I am Dr. Megan Kirschling, and I am here with Dr. Ron Kirschling. As we talk about the effect of stress on our health and wellness, and we talk about the adrenal glands, if you guys have questions or comments and want to call in, the number is 1-855-856-1380. We'd love to hear from you. So, Megan... uh I thought you brought out an interesting point that I think is um, something that certainly wasn't part of my medical school training. When when I we talked about the adrenal glands, we talked about them in terms of their function acutely. Uh, we didn't talk necessarily about any chronic effect on the adrenal gland, but sort of, but more so the effect that you saw with a particular process causing effect on the hormone production by the adrenal gland. What you're talking about here is is really different than that. Um, you're talking here about the potential harms of stress on a chronic basis mm-hmm. um, and and um, the, the importance of that in health. Well, I think a good way to sort of sum this up and have a conversation about it is that if you look at the function of the adrenal glands, is they're meant to get us through life. And one of the things that I think is important to realize is that stress isn't necessarily bad. I mean, we do need stress uh, and we're we're engineered to deal with stress in a certain way. Uh, you know, we need it for survival and we need it for everyday function, too. And um, so what happens then is that we're made to have these mechanisms to allow us to deal with stress and they come from the adrenal glands. And so this is where we talk about fight or flight. And so we're meant that if there's a short term stress, so, you know, um, if we go back to, you know, Neanderthal times and sort of how we were engineered is that, you know, if I'm, 
in, you know, the wild and I come across a saber toothed tiger that I have the ability to release adrenaline and other hormones, um, that then signal my body to be able to either sit there and fight the saber toothed tiger or be able to make a game plan. So, um, that I could either put up a good fight or that I could run away. So we are made then to be able to have this response. The, concern and where we see a lot of people along this adrenal spectrum I was talking about is that it's meant to be short term and it's meant to be have a conclusion. So, you know, I'm either going to sit there and make a good decision and that saber tooth tiger isn't even going to see me because I thought quickly and made a decision or I'm going to run away and get away from them or I'm going to get eaten. So it's going to have a short term effect and a conclusion. But if you think about it, a lot of us have stress and that can come as a chemical stress, a physical stress, or a emotional stress that doesn't have a conclusion. We are inflamed or we have an inflammatory process in our body. We have a physical concern um, or problem, or we have an emotional problem or an emotional sort of day-to-day where we are putting ourselves in long-term stress. And that's what then exhausts the system. So... What we're basically talking about here is that um, certainly in in my example, in what I do, uh, a cancer could provide multiple levels of stress to a patient. Uh, but one of the things that we might need to recognize is not just the um, treatment of the illness in front of us, but look at other factors. And those factors might be uh, the relief of of, uh, the stress that that relates to the cancer. But I think what you're also saying, Megan, is it it might mean looking at adrenal function or looking at the adrenal glands and their capacity to handle um, the stress. Right. And I think that that's so important, especially in disease processes, to really get an idea of where the adrenals are at. Because if you think about it, too, like if we take cancer as an example, um, you know, you have what's going on in the body during cancer, which is so stressful, obviously. And there's, you know, inflammatory processes, immune processes and everything else going on because of the cancer. You have then an emotional component, too, because you now have, you know, a disease diagnosis. You have everything that goes along with cancer. Um, and that's, you know, emotional on an individual, you know, as adds you know, problems to the family, you know, there's emotional stress to the family um, on all all levels. And then there is the needed also stress then of even therapy of what is needed in order to get the body to heal. And so I think it's then very important to look at where the adrenals are at and make sure that they have enough um, support and see what's going on so that they can help then too, so that you're not fighting the fight just externally, but you're also the strongest that you can be internally. Does that make sense? Yes. And I I guess, Megan, I would ask you in your clinical practice, um, is, is there ever a situation where you, you don't think about adrenal stress, uh, in the, in, if you're dealing with somebody who's actually having some kind of a clinical problem? I, the more and more that I uh, get into clinical practice and after, you know, over a decade of being in clinical practice, there are very few people that 
you know, at minimum, I do a small, you know, symptom checklist or history and sort of see, uh, get an idea of where I think they are with the, you know, emotional stress. But definitely for the majority of people, I tested to every single one of my hormone patients, whether they're coming in for, you know, just making sure that their hormones are right or because they're having hormone problems. I always check the adrenals because sometimes people don't need more hormones. They don't need, you know, estrogen, testosterone, progesterone. They need adrenal support. Um, any autoimmune disease, I see a lot of autoimmune patients that come in, you know, and it's not just looking at that autoimmune process, but it's looking to see where the adrenals are. Because if those adrenals are exhausted or stressed or fatigued, then you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. And so you want to make sure to support those adrenals so that, you know, you put people ahead of the eight ball, in my opinion. So you mentioned having a small checklist. When you're dealing with the complexity of an illness, like an autoimmune illness, uh, what would, which can have many symptoms associated with it, what sort of, what sort of questions would you ask a patient, or what would what would make you concerned about the um, possibility that the patient was dealing with uh, kind of exhaustion of the adrenal or adrenal stress? Well, one of the things that's really important to sort of realize with this too is that, um, you know, we talked a little bit about there about fight and flight and adrenals, but there's also then the cortisol. And most people now have heard of cortisol. Um, you know, when we talk about cortisol and weight gain a lot of times, but our adrenals also release cortisol and we're supposed to release cortisol in a very specific pattern every day. So what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to spike the cortisol every morning and that gets us up and it gets us moving and it gets our blood sugar actually to go down so that we're hungry um, and want to eat. And then it goes down during the day so that then we want to sleep at night. So anyone who is not following that normal rhythm, like who has insomnia, trouble sleeping, things like that, I always want to look at their adrenals and people who have, you know, energy problems and concerns. Um, poor healing is another one and just not feeling, um, you know, the energy and vitality, especially in the morning, because they might not be getting their cortisol up. So we can talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the commercial. So stay with us as we really explore um, adrenal fatigue and exhaustion and what we can do in order to promote optimal health and wellness. And you're listening to both sides of the prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. Renaissance woman, trailblazer, maverick. Those are just some of the words to describe to Chandra Poulard, owner and CEO of House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC, a woman minority veteran-owned entertainment company based in Washington, D.C. Ms. Poulard served 10 years honorably in the United States Navy and departed from active duty to pursue her dreams of becoming an entertainment mogul. House of Virgo Entertainment offers script writing, producing, directing, DJ services, editing, and more. They cater to businesses, corporations, college students, working professionals, aspiring artists and nonprofit organizations, and employ veterans of the armed forces. Tashandra Poulard is pioneering the way we view media and taking her brand global. Visit her at www.houseofvirgoentertainment.com or call 281-515-3740 and like her on Facebook at House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC. 
Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interests through her umbrella network, Nella LLC, and credits her success to her diverse work experience. Whatever your goals, whether striking a balance, reinventing your image, or simply lifting your lifestyle, Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them. Your life, your call. Dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at pamreg01 at verizon.net. She's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Both Sides of the Prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. We are talking about stress and the effect that stress has on our lives. If any of you guys out there have questions, please call in. We'd love to hear from you. And the number to do so is 1-855-856-1380. So, Megan, uh, before we went to the break, we were uh, talking about things that we could look at as we um, as uh, the person comes to your office in terms of things that might signal you that the person would be under adrenal stress. Um, you know, in traditional medicine, we put a lot of weight on uh, blood testing. And certainly with regard to adrenal function, uh, we do the same. Uh, mm-hmm. What is your feeling when we talk about this chronic stress uh, what is your feeling about the need for adrenal testing uh, in that venue? Yeah, that's a really good question because we don't really get a good marker from blood. And sometimes we'll also test, um, as you know, um, the adrenals and cortisol levels and things like that through urine. Um, and we actually don't get a great idea of what's going on with the adrenals because like I was saying right before break is what we actually want to look at is your pattern throughout the day. And so a snapshot in time with blood or a snapshot in time with urine um, or a collection um, over 24 hours with urine isn't a great idea of seeing how your adrenals are functioning. So definitely when we're talking about the functionality of the adrenal glands and the cortisol levels that are being released, the important part then is to look at saliva and to do a four-point saliva test during the day. So to take your saliva actually four times during the day and see where your cortisol is. And this is a good way since saliva is um, filtered blood. So we can see then where you are in the morning, right when you get up to make sure that you are getting that spike in cortisol that you should. And then we can look at it right then in early morning around 11 AM, um, mid afternoon, and then an evening one to make sure that the cortisol levels are, um, fluctuating through the day, like they should, where they're spiking and coming down and then spiking and coming down every day. So what, so what you're saying, Megan, uh, is that what you want to see is a, a pattern to the cortisol. It would seem to me that you would become concerned if you, you lost that uh, up and down pattern or possibly saw kind of a continuous elevation of the cortisol. 
Yep. So some of the patterns we see and what they can tell us, um, it's actually after you start to really look at them, it's pretty telling. So I get some patients that come in who have a huge, huge, huge spike in the morning. Um, they're way out of range in the morning, um, but then they'll come down. So they'll follow a curve, but it'll be a little bit elevated. I actually usually see that with somebody who has um, GI inflammation or a bacterial infection in the gut or parasites. And the reason why is because um, you know, during the night we should be rejuvenating and recouping and restoring. But if there's an inflama inflammation process going on in your gut, then actually what you're doing is you're releasing more stress hormones during the night to try to fix that. So, and we go through a period of time actually at night, um, in the early, uh, morning hours where we actually focus or should focus on gut restoration. We've proven that we sort of go through phases and that if you're not able to restore that gut and get the cortisol down, but you're just increasing the cortisol because of the gut inflammation, then I see a big spike in the morning and it come down. Um, and then there are the flat liners that I call them where they don't get the spike at all. So they're just low all day. Now, these are the people that come in and they know they can't get out of bed. You know, they could maybe get out of bed, um, but then they want to go right back to bed. Um, they have trouble doing anything because they're not getting any of that cortisol boost throughout the day. And then I see people that spike everywhere and that's where there's, you know, inflammatory processes and other things going on in the body where the adrenals are trying to get them back to normal, but can't. So, is there any differentiation you would make in this? For example, um, do you do you consider adrenal fatigue different than adrenal exhaustion? Mm -hmm. um, uh, how do you sort of so I sort correlate of, this? Yeah, and you know I think different practitioners might take it different ways, but in that spectrum, I can I put people sort of at adrenal stress, like I'll call it stress. If maybe I haven't done a cortisol level, I'm just going off of symptoms, but I can tell that they're, you know, in a time of prolonged stress, whether that be emotional or chemical, like maybe, you know, they have something else going on where I just know that they've been stressed for a period of time or hormonal issues that are also going to lead to adrenal stress. These are things then too that when we talk about adrenal stress, there are simple things we can do to just support the adrenals. Um, and I'll get into that um, after we sort of categorize all three. So adrenal stress, then there's different you know supplements and different approaches then for the stress part. Then the next one I would say is adrenal fatigue. And so I put people in adrenal fatigue if we do start to see fluctuations in that cortisol level. Um, or if it's been going on long enough that I just know, you know, with their energy, um, sleeping patterns are off sometimes too, because the cortisol will inter uh, interfere with melatonin. And so when you start to see that things are going um, and they're definitely in a abnormal state, then we will put them into adrenal fatigue. And adrenal exhaustion really is those people that are, you know, flatlined. They're not even releasing cortisol at all anymore because their adrenals are just tired and, you know, kaput. And they've just said enough is enough. And so those people, People, then we definitely have to go about differently um, than we do for somebody who is either fatigued or stressed. And so it's important to sort of either um, decide through a history and information where you think somebody is, or more importantly, what I do with most people is to really decipher where they are due to looking at that four point cortisol level. So would it be accurate to say, Megan, that if someone came to your office uh, you would probably, uh, in 
almost all cases, if they're dealing with some form of stress, um, consider the role of the adrenal adrenal gland in that stress. But uh, a higher level of concern for the adrenal gland function uh, would be fatigue, and then probably the um, the the worst would be the exhaustion. So it's kind of a, mm-hmm. a kind of a uh, continuum or a spectrum that uh, you might be involved with. And the reason I think it's so important to look at those adrenal glands is just because of the fact that even though it might not be the cause that once those adrenal glands have become exhausted, that you're going to be fighting a huge uphill battle if you don't support them right and if you don't get them on board to the healing process. Because like I was saying to you when we looked at that cancer patient is healing is a stressful response to the body, no matter what it is. In order for us to get somebody to heal, we have to induce stress. And, you know, that's part of the healing process. So I don't want to induce a stressful response in somebody who's incredibly exhausted and their adrenals aren't going to cooperate. So I want to get those on board before maybe even I start the actual treatment and healing. So that's why I think it's just so important. So we will talk about that and I'll get into the different supplements and different things that we can do, um, not only when the adrenals are stressed, but also just to promote optimal adrenal health throughout life. So you are listening to Both Sides of the Prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling, and we'll catch you on the next side of the commercial break. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis drives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. 
Welcome back, everybody, to Both Sides of the Prescription. I am Dr. Megan Kirschling, and I am here with my co-host, Dr. Ron Kirschling. And tonight we're tackling the subject of adrenal stress and stress and how it plays a role in health, wellness, and disease. So, Megan, uh, just so I try to get my head around this, you're talking here about the, I think, complementary function of the adrenal gland in in our body trying to handle almost any kind of stress. And you're using terms like stress, fatigue, exhaustion. I wonder if when you talk about something extreme as, extreme as adrenal exhaustion, uh, is it possible that you would do this salivary testing and come up with, as you mentioned, kind of a flatliner where if that same person went to an endocrinologist, which in traditional medicine is a doctor that sort of specializes in the adrenal gland function, uh, they they might uh, contest that and say that the uh, patient from an adrenal standpoint is doing just fine. Yes, um, you definitely do come across that because, like I said, the gold standard in functionality of the adrenal glands and looking at the adrenal glands themselves is through that salivary. But uh, endocrinologists and traditional medicine in general try to look at disease processes. So um, that's not then considered a disease um, when we're talking about stress, fatigue, or exhaustion. So I know some of them do actually sort of take that into consideration, uh, but a lot of them have not necessarily been trained on the salivary testing with the four point. Um, and so they might not say that that's a positive or uh, really something that needs to be treated. So if we were going to take uh, the population that I deal with, Megan, a cancer patient, I'm getting the impression that um, if we were looking at the total care of the patient, uh, I would, for example, uh, want the patient's to, uh, diet to be viewed to see uh, mm -hmm. whether that could be inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. Um, I'd want to look at the um, the exercise pattern of the patient, knowing the complementary benefits of that. And I think what you're suggesting is that um, at least considering adrenal function or the adrenal role in handling stress might be another important uh, complementary area that one should look at? I definitely think it's a huge component of really health and wellness. And I think it's important to see where that person is. And the analogy I've used um, to some people with the adrenal glands and what we're looking for, you know, stress versus fatigue versus exhaustion is I use it as, you know, the difference between where you might be if you're running a marathon. And so, you know, if you aren't showing any three of those, you know, stress, fatigue or exhaustion, you're good to go and you can just keep running. If you're starting to show that, you know, you're just a little bit tired, you know, you're still okay and going well, then we can give you a little bit of oomph, like B vitamins are a good one um, that just help to support the adrenals. So we can just give the adrenals, you know, it's just like taking an energy, you know, goo bar or whatnot. Just give your body a little bit in the adrenals what it needs when it's stressed. If you're starting to get into exhaustion, though, that's when then we want to say, you know, what do we have to do in order to make sure that the adrenals can keep going? So we need to support them, but then also sort of come into the realization that your, you know, adrenals are exhausting. 
Um, and then when you're in full, um, sorry, that was fatigue, but then when you're in full exhaustion, that's when we've also got to say, okay, we've got to take that burden off the adrenals that is exhausting them. This is when the only option might be just to rest. And so, but to rest in the right way and support the adrenals during that. So that helps some people realize, you know, the difference between stress and exhaustion and our approach to it also. It's interesting, and Megan, I want you to go more into sort of the details of what you've just sort of summarized, but it's interesting that in discussing how to manage this, uh, you don't uh, talk about giving the patient more cortisol or more steroid. Mm -hmm. And And it is kind of interesting when I look at my practice and this is not necessarily done uh, to support adrenal function, but there, there are many instances where I treat patients with pregnizone, uh, which is a cortisol-like medication. And uh, kind of reflecting on it now, it's sort of interesting in that um, you know there are many functions uh, for cortisol or cortisol derivatives, but I, they're not necessarily in all cases uh, are we giving them for uh, support of the adrenal gland. In fact, you know, the basic teaching that we have in medical school is that you have to be quite cautious giving pregnizone or cortisol-like medications because uh, it may influence the adrenal gland actually to, to under-function rather mm-hmm. than function perfectly. And it is interesting in listening to your description of how you handle these things, uh, it, it, it really isn't necessarily... Uh, dealing with the hormone directly, but looking at uh, how you can kind of best serve the adrenal gland to do its its innate function. Well, so you're going to find this, I think, pretty interesting then, though. One of the things that you can do functionally and that sometimes you will take a functional approach to pure exhaustion where they're flatlined is people will give a very, very, very small dose of Cortef or prednisone in the morning to get the levels up in the morning so that you can start to then cause that level and that normal fluctuation to come back. But it's not the same as like, you know, when um, sort of how a traditional um, medical doctor will prescribe uh, prednisone um, or a steroid is to keep the level extremely high, just to give them a high dose in order to shut down the inflammation processes. So sometimes in severe exhaustion, there's been a lot of benefit to giving a little bit of um, a low, low dose, Um, but it's very different than the way that traditional medicine and traditional doctors sort of approach it. So Megan, let's uh, go into this a little bit more. I would assume because you deal with a lot of uh, autoimmune disease that you deal with patients that are likely on prednisone or on um, some sort of a cortisol supplement because of its anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, does that change your thoughts about the adrenal gland or um, do you basically understanding the patient is going to be on those medications kind of work um, with whatever you can do kind of around uh, them being on prednisone? Well, um, you know, obviously if they come into um, with prednisone and come in um, because of that inflammatory, you can use that to your benefit because what you can do is you can use that obviously to help then get 
to whatever is causing the problem and fix that. And then, you know, I would never take anybody off of a medication until there was a need to take them off a medication. So, but uh, a lot of times if they're on something like that, then you can also get to the root of the problem um, and do some testing and find some things out while you, you know, keep them on the steroid and then wean them off the steroid once you start to fix other things. So we will talk more about that. Uh, after this commercial break, you are listening to both sides of the prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis strives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Welcome back, everybody, to Both Sides of the Prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. And we are continuing our conversation on stress and the effect that it plays on our health and wellness. If any of you guys out there have questions, comments, or would like to call in, please do so. And the number is one 855 We would love to hear from you. So, Megan, um, obviously, when we talk about stress... If we see somebody is under stress, uh, we're going to look at that in terms of what we might be uh, we might be able to do just to decrease that stress or make recommendations to them in terms of lifestyle. But let's talk a little bit more about what you think what you do on an active basis in terms of supplementing patients that have adrenal stress. So great question, uh, great topic. And I think this is where we really get to sort of the meat and potatoes of what can help people. First of all, and the first, definitely, I think any time you talk about stress, the first thing to keep into consideration is when your adrenal glands are more active and when they've been active. So during times of stress, the number one thing that you can do is to take a B vitamin. 
um, because the adrenal glands will deplete the B vitamins and those are all water soluble vitamins. So they can be depleted pretty easy. Uh, being, you know, depleting the B vitamins isn't going to obviously kill you or cause that kind of um, concern. But what B vitamins will do if there isn't enough to sort of go around is it will decrease energy. It will decrease, you know, the ability to produce um, different neurotransmitters and things like that. And you just won't have the B vitamins that we depend on so much for different processes in the body. So getting a supplementation with a B vitamin um, is very important during any times of stress. Magnesium also will be depleted. So it's a good idea to increase your magnesium levels. Um, magnesium glycinate tends to be the best magnesium, um, especially if you're getting, you know, during times of stress, like if you get restless legs or more um, uh, muscle cramps or Charlie horses, uh, it's usually because of magnesium. So that's a good idea then to increase your magnesium. Um, and then you can sort of go to the second tier of things that can help um, and sorry, I forgot in that first tier, vitamin C is also important because vitamin C tends to get depleted and then that vitamin C also will cause problems with the immune system and things like that being depleted. So, and it's a major antioxidant. So vitamin C, the B vitamins um, and magnesium, I think are good for anyone to take um, during times of stress or if they're just feeling stressed in general or they've had you know, periods of stress. If you also, you know, go to your local co-op or go to your local store, you'll see a lot of times that if you go to like an adrenal supplement, that that's what they'll have. The B vitamins, magnesium, vitamin C, and a couple other things. So that's tier one. So Megan, um, would you generally look at certain dosages for those three, um, common kind of first tier, uh, supplements? Um, with the B vitamins, um, honestly, what happens is that a lot of times they'll m just mix them up. So they'll tell you on the bottle, you know, take two every day or take three every day um, and really just follow the bottle because it's going to have different for each one. Um, magnesium, I think that it's a good idea to do somewhere between 100 to 400, um, you know, and usually that's what the bottle will say. And then vitamin C, uh, you're probably going to want to look at about a thousand, maybe 1500, even getting up to 2000 isn't a bad idea. It's just that, or the one side effect of oral vitamin C is just loose stools. So if you take too much, you're just going to cause loose stools. So if you do start to take vitamin C and notice that you're having um, loose stools to just go back on the dose, but usually a thousand, 1500, maybe 2000 a day is good for vitamin C. Then you mentioned, uh there's a kind of a second tier of supplements that you often get into. Yep. So then there's a second tier um, of, you know, what we sort of call adaptogenic, um, the, you know, supplements and herbs and things like that that help um, the body. There's a lot of them out there. Um, definitely, I think the one that gets the most press is ashwagandha, which is an herb. Um, so I know that that's, you know, a... Uh, big name, but ashwagandha is an herb that really helps the adrenals. And it's amazing because it sort of is a chameleon when it comes to the adrenals. If your cortisol is too high, it'll help to lower it. And if it's too low, it'll help to raise it. So you'll notice too, in a lot of adrenal supplements that ashwagandha is part of that because it has such a good role with cortisol and cortisol levels. So that's definitely the one that gets a lot of press. Um, and, you know, I've seen people that have really gotten a good calming effect on ashwagandha during times of stress and things like that. So that's one. Um, and along with that, which you see in a lot is um, rodilla. 
Um, and that also is an herb. So you'll notice that a lot of these are herbs that are good in the second tier. Um, and that one too just has a really calming effect. So it's good for people when they're stressed to have that. Um, and another herb then is um, Siberian ginseng. And this is an herb that's been around for years and years and years um, and is really good for um, improving energy and mental alertness um, and stamina, really, when it comes to adrenal fatigue and exhaustion. So that's one that um, you'll see in a lot of different supplements or that you can take. Uh, and really, honestly, to tell you the truth, in adrenals, because you'll see there's so many components to it, I do really recommend to find an adrenal supplement that has a couple different of these components. And then the other one and the final one in that tier that I like to mention, but it has a very specific. So it might actually even go into tier three because I use this for adrenal exhaustion all the time is licorice root. And the reason I put that in tier three and with adrenal exhaustion is because it actually has been shown to stimulate cortisol. So putting people then on licorice root in the morning can help to sort of, like I said, offset what's supposed to happen in the morning when you raise your cortisol levels. So licorice root is a good way then to get the cortisol levels up um, for people who are sort of dragging and in um, adrenal exhaustion. Megan, I know you have a line of um, supplements. Do you have uh, Do you have an adrenal supplement? Yes, we have two. So one of them is, and if you go to beyondthebasicshealthacademy.com or btbha.com, um, our, you can find our adrenal line. And so we have one called Revitalize and we have one called Relax. And so we can talk a little bit about both of those products on the other side of this commercial. So please continue to listen uh, and we will see you after this commercial break. You're listening to both sides of the prescription radio show. I am Dr. Megan Kirschling and I am here with Dr. Ron Kirschling. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. Essential Nutrients LLC is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Both Sides of the Prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. Tonight, we talked about stress and the effect that stress has on our health and wellness. And um, right before commercial break, we were talking about things that we could do for the adrenals and adrenal fatigue and exhaustion. And so we were talking about the fact that when we look at it, it's important to make sure that, you know, we have a comprehensive support. And on our site, um, Beyond the Basics Health Academy or btbha.com, you'll find actually a lot more information about adrenal stress. We've done a line of great podcasts with experts on adrenal stress. One of them that comes to mind is someone named Mary Wingo. Um, she's come on the show a couple of times and talked about the different effects of stress. And she's studied the adrenal glands for 20 years. So you can find all that information um, on beyondthebasicshealthacademy.com. And we also have a supplement line. And in our adrenal line, we have two products. One is called Revitalize, and it's meant for during times of stress to support the body. And so it's got everything from, you know, vitamin C to the B vitamins, um, even blood sugar support with chromium, and then the rodella that we were talking about and other adrenal support. So it's very comprehensive for people during stress. And then the other one we have is called Relax. Um, in our adrenal line. And that one is really focused on people who are wired and tired, where they just feel like they're going, 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 but they're just so exhausted. That one actually helps and has various different components that help to relax that wired and tired person. So did we answer all your questions and uh, let you understand a little bit more about the adrenal glands, Dr. Kirschling? Well, I think it's interesting and I'm going to have to uh, sit down with this and, and think about it a bit because I think you've made an argument that I have to consider that uh, possibly if we're looking at complementary therapies to traditional medicine, uh, I might need to look a little bit differently at um, at this issue of the adrenal and its relationship to chronic stress. So thank you. It's been very thought provoking. Megan, I'd like to uh, suggest a topic for next week. Um and again, it's in this line of uh, things that we can do to assist patients. We haven't yet talked uh, at any degree about uh, diet. Uh, how about if we uh, we went into that next week to some degree? And I'm kind of interested in, um, in talking about uh, a low-carb diet. I think that that would be a great way to go. Uh, the more that I practice, the more I realize that diet not only plays a huge role in sort of some of the things that we're seeing, but is also an important uh, aspect of health and wellness to tackle in order to get optimal results when it comes to functional medicine. So I can't think of a better subject than to talk about diet. So I think that would be a great place for us to go. Certainly in uh, the population of patients that I care of, cancer patients, they're intensely interested in uh, diet and what kind of diet should be used. So um, this will be, uh, it'll be an interesting topic and I'm looking forward to exploring it with you. Well, and I think it's even more important that everybody listens in because everybody has to eat. So, you know, it's something then that relates to every single person. So I'm excited to really tackle that, uh, talk about it from not only a functional medicine, but just an overall lifestyle um, point of view. So I think that that would be great. So I hope everybody tunes in to us next Wednesday, at 9 p.m. Eastern time on BBM Global and tune in radio to both sides of the prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. Thanks everyone for listening and see you next week. You've been listening to Both Sides of the Prescription with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. 
So many times, people are only given one side of the healthcare story. Here, you get both sides. Tune in next week as we discover Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron's both sides of the prescription. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.